0: Okay, so welcome back to episode four of the Quantum Podcast with myself, Ethan Moreland, where I aim to speak to high performers about the hows and the whys behind what they do and break it down with them. So, today on the podcast, I have online coach and personal trainer, Alex Dick Cleland, who is a personal trainer based in the Manchester area. During this conversation, we spoke about all things to do with finding your niche within an industry that is quite saturated how he stood out from the crowd, being an introvert as a personal trainer. We also spoke about how he chose a career path that was different to that of his family, which they usually follow, and also how he nearly went into accountancy, but the last minute changed his mind to follow his passion, which was fitness. This conversation has many great insights for people who want to get into the online coaching or fitness industry, so please share it with people who may be interested in this and you can follow Alex and find all of his links down below in the description, so please follow him as well. Please make sure you like, subscribe, and rate the podcast where you can, as this will really help to get the podcast out there to new listeners and also to just share the message which I'm trying to get out there about high performance. So yeah, enjoy episode four with online coach Alex dick Cleland Alex, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Good, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, just to start off with would you like to provide like a bit of background about yourself what you do um you know everything like that
1: yeah so um i currently i'm um online coaching i've been a pc now for like the last 5 years um and transitioned from like gym floor kind of pt covid hit and that then gave i suppose more time and opportunity to focus more on the online side of things and then that's continued to grow and then um just in a place now where that's like the the full focus um and started a company with my girlfriend called the every move academy um and yeah just everything from like online coaching functional fitness kind of um kind of coaching just looking at um like looking good feeling good and and performing good like that's that's a big kind of mantras for us it's like we want to obviously change the way that we look, but then we want to have that performance on the gym floor to, to match the way that we do look.
0: Nice, yeah. I, the, the one reason I reached out to you was because I'm a really big fan of the way you go about your training. It's not nice. to necessarily look good, it's more to feel good and the looking good comes with it. And that's something that with time, I think with yourself as well, which is why I kind of resonated with it, was with time Like it took years for me to get to that point where it was, I train to feel good, not to look good, you know? So from where, so where did your fitness journey begin for you?
1: The looking good part, like that was very much why I got into the gym. It was at uni, I had consumed too many beers and takeaways and things like that and didn't feel particularly good about myself and then started going to the gym because I just wanted to change the way that I looked um and initially then for a few years was very much following uh like bodybuilding style of training bodybuilding start like just everything about it even like the the people that I followed the people that I took inspiration from were all like bodybuilding type um type people type coaches people in the industry um and yeah it was just that that was just my full focus I didn't really yeah okay I wanted to get stronger and there were certain things that I wanted to do better in, in certain lifts but it, it was very much like how how shredded can I get and just doing loads of uh loads of bodybuilding type exercises and training
0: yeah so I think it's the same as me like I started out with you know the proper push pull well actually it was yeah. chest chest and tries back and by shoulders and abs and legs that was the split and it was I think the way the fitness industry was then was it was screaming towards that. Like for guys, it was very much pushing them in that direction and there was nothing else that we knew of. So for me, I felt, I spent a lot of time, you know, just looking at guys who were really unachievable in terms of their physique. You know, the training programs were very generic. It was like three sets of 12, one week, three sets of 10, the next week, three sets of eight the next week and so on and so forth. So where did you begin to sort of, you know, m- move past that? Move past the bodybuilding.
1: So the the, the big thing for me was when when I my first PT job was in a like local gym in Knutsford, and a lot of the clientele there were older people. So I, well, first of all, I went straight into a functional training class. Literally on the first day, they're like, right you're going to teach you functional training. I was like, I don't even know what that is. And it was awful. Like, I think I only had about five people in that class and it was like the worst 45 minutes of my life. Like, it was so bad. And I then was like, right, I need to start learning about this. But it was also seeing older people who have hip injuries, knee injuries, shoulder injuries, like all these issues. And I almost looked at it as like, I don't want to get to that age and be like that. I want to make sure like i'm i'm setting myself up for like a longevity aspect started just learning more about it like the mobility side of things with because i, I had to because that was the only way i was going to be able to help that audience but also then just like doing because a six-year-old woman doesn't care about doing like bicep curls and chest flies so like it's how was i able to like help them the most And then I just started to be like, this is actually really exciting and I'm enjoying this and started then really implementing it into my own training. I've always kind of been the person of like doing it myself before like doing it on others. So I didn't want to just be telling people, you go do this. And then my style of training was completely different. Like I wanted to experience it for myself. And then I felt like I'd be better to to teach people and educate people about it. Um, so then started Olympic weightlifting, um, started just trying to be a bit fitter and not just not just training to look fit, but actually be fit at the same time. And that then just was a sort a, of a big snowball effect. Like that was five years ago now, and it just continued to to like grow and grow and grow. Um, and then just started being like very interested in like more of the crossfit side of things then when I when I was in like then I moved to Pure Gym in Manchester City Centre and like that particular, usually Pure Gyms are pretty good for it but that particular gym was like really good functional training space like just lots of basically floor space Um, and so I did a lot more of those kind of things and then when I moved fully online I always kind of said to myself that I would join Train Manchester which is like big CrossFit gym here and I I knew if I joined it while I was still at Pure Gym I wouldn't I wouldn't make the most of it so I was like once I'm fully online I'm going to join there and then get involved in it and then obviously once I did that it was just like fully immersed in just like pure kind of CrossFit
0: yeah it's it's definitely like a very feels like a very long transition to get there where you wanted to be. So I want to kind of start with your, cause you've obviously you like you said, you, you said in the previous podcast that I listened to, you were, you were overweight at one point and then you spent a lot, a lot of time on cardio machines, just cardio, 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 you lost the weight, but then you were obviously like stick and bone. Basically there was nothing to you. Um, how so? For you, how was that, and how did you manage to shift out of it? Because it, I feel like with bodybuilding as well, because of the the, phys- the physique we see, and you know the different ideologies we see, we're given this thing of disorder disordered eating almost. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah. That no, like absolutely. Like I, I, as I said before, like when I was training that that way everything was just focused on how lean can i get and in reality that just meant that i wasn't eating enough and my training was suffering like i felt horrendous going through my day-to-day but i I was achieving what i wanted in terms of like the aesthetic goals um but like that that transition for me going from like i I was always quite a skinny kid like at, at school and then I never really cared what I've eaten or anything like that but then uni was just I, I couldn't really rely on that fast metabolism anymore and just getting away with things because I was just drinking so much and having cheesy chips takes away all the time like it, it's only going to go one way and yeah like I, I at that point in time I didn't really know what I was doing in the gym I didn't really feel confident in the gym. So if I was on my own, I just, I just opt for a cardio machine. Like if I was with a mate, then I might go into the weights area with them or whatever. But like majority of the time it'd be like, I'm going to go jump on that cross trainer. or I'm going to go jump on that treadmill and then got incredibly skinny from that. And then had to like slowly build things up. But even that, like before I was then as a PT and I was just kind of training myself, that transition was still quite difficult because I would still like, say go out on the weekend and then Sunday morning I'd be in the gym trying to burn 500 calories on a cross trainer because I'd be like I, I almost like punishing myself for enjoying myself and like I did that for oh like a good two three years and that was just and again like it's it the my like goal of of being like changing the way that I look and being lean and and like training for a bodybuilder that was serving that purpose but it's now when I've come out of it kind of the other end but if uh, coming out of it you actually look back and you're like yeah that wasn't good like I shouldn't have been doing that and then that's why I, like I taught so much about it now being on this side of it how much actually like that was not healthy and that people need to avoid that and I know like people will be starting in the gym and they're probably gonna be going into that realm because in reality, that's that's why a lot of us do start because we do wanna just feel a bit better and, and look a bit better, but we definitely need to make sure that we don't go through that unhealthy obsession.
0: I was, yeah, I for me myself, I was very influenced by different YouTube videos and things. So when I started, when I got to uni and I was going out drinking and that kind of thing, I was looking at these YouTube videos where it'd be titled, how you can drink and still be shredded and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was then taking them to the extreme where if I was going out on a Saturday night, I would have just consumed maybe a bit of protein in the day. Like I'm talking like four or 500 calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a joke. And I'm looking back on it now and I'm like, I couldn't even imagine. How, like how, I don't understand how I went through an entire night out and survived on that. Like, now i couldn't eat i'm like full on carbs 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 before just to make sure i'm okay it's just i think the way the industry has changed it's definitely healthier definitely for the better we're seeing less of that oh this is how you stay shredded when you drink this is how you stay shredded on holiday that kind of thing um so you talk about going to uni and obviously the drinking and that kind of thing so where did pt income from because obviously you didn't go to uni to be a pt
1: no so I, d- I went to uni and did business management and all my life was geared towards doing accountancy um it's what my dad did my older sister did my older but younger sister if that makes sense she, she became a nurse and that was what my mum did so like both my sisters kind of followed mum and dad I was then following in my older sister's footsteps and kind of going down the accountancy route and um, had like that's where I worked in the summers and like when I came home from uni things like that and it was that just like love for the gym I just really enjoyed training just and I can still remember this like this moment and I can still picture it so vividly like my best mate I remember applying for accountancy jobs and I was telling him like my plan I was like all right I'll do this I'll qualify and then I can like move to one of the big four in like different parts of the world or whatever and he was like oh that's yeah that sounds like the dream and then I remember replying back to him saying it's not the dream though the dream would be to work in the fitness industry and it was almost like a, a, a trigger I was like right what am I doing thankfully at the time and um, well still Sarah my girlfriend we went traveling just after uni so it gave me a very good almost like break to be like right I'm just gonna have a think of what I want to do I I bought like a notepad when I was out there and again it's something like I've got it in the cupboard, and like I can kind of look back at it with a big smile on my face but I just wrote down everything that was going on in my head like of like pros and cons of what like if I was going to do PT what my plan was just even things like the conversation I was going to have to to break it down to my mom and dad and say like look this is what I'm going to do um and yeah, it was that that time was just very good to be able to be like, no, I don't I'm, I don't I'm not gonna get fulfillment out of accountancy for the rest of my life. Um and I I I saw yes, I wanted to work in the fitness industry and I, I like well, wanted to be in that world, but I also saw this thing of like I wanted to have a positive impact on people's lives okay you might save some people some money doing accountancy and saving them some tax but I was like that fulfillment just isn't going to be there um so came back from traveling qualified as a PT and just got like straight stuck into it um I I can even remember it still and my my dad laughs about it now but at the time when I told them he was like right we'll give it a year see what happens and I was like yeah give me a year mate like kind of (laughs) thing um But yeah, so it wasn't something that happened in five seconds. And probably one of the hardest things was actually convincing my mum and dad, this is what I'm going to do. And then very, like, it didn't take them long, I think, to, to be able to see like, okay, I think he's onto something.
0: How long was it before they started to sort of be like, okay, I'm going to back him here rather than question it?
1: Um, to be fair, fully, it was like a year probably because when I, moved from my for like that first gym cottons to pure gym how i like got recruited for that gym was because one of the managers at pure gym had been following my instagram and she messaged me saying do you want to come in for a chat and the whole time i'd kind of said to my like mum and dad like like i'm going to grow my social media i'm going to really put like loads of time and effort into that and that's going to help like the business and that's going to help all this and that and that's a world that they just don't know so they just couldn't they couldn't like visualize it and I remember when that happened and when it was like I got a job basically through Instagram my dad was like okay I can see what I I I, now I can I can understand that um and then from that moment it's kind of just been like okay like we laugh about it now and my dad even says like imagine if you'd have been an accountant that would have been ridiculous wouldn't it like it's just one of them
0: yeah just a little segue you said did you say the cottons is in the cottons hotel and spa in North yeah Street? yeah so my mum used to work there
1: no way <laughs>
0: yeah so that's that's really weird like proper small world no Wait, way. what
1: but what in the
0: in the actual re- the, she the was spa. reception at the hotel yeah <laughs> Oh right, nice yeah that's absolutely mad but um yeah so you said like obviously with the instagram that was what got you the job for the job at pure gym but why did you start the Instagram? And actually, my girlfriend told me to ask you this question. She said, "Where at what point were you just like, fuck it, I'm going to do it? Because obviously, a lot of people don't want to start an Instagram. They don't want to start social media for the backlash they'll get from people.
1: Oh, that's a good question. I think, for me, I saw it, obviously, as a direct, like, this is going to help the business. And it's going to help me get myself out there. And that like as I said when I had that book traveling in that book was to eventually go fully online and I was like that's not going to happen if I don't put time and effort into my social media and and build build an audience there build a community there um so it was kind of just something I just felt like I just had to do and I was just in a place where I was like I don't really care like with friends from school things like that I was like I don't really care like I'm just going to, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. And I'm just going to, if anyone thinks it's weird or, or is like mm, like thinking it's not going to work, I'm just, it, I've always been the type of person that's like, well, I'll prove you wrong. Um, even it's little things like go, are kind of going off tangent, but I failed Failed like my, A, um, my A, AS levels year. Like, so I had to reset that year. I remember my head teacher literally sitting down with my mum and dad and saying it's probably not going to really amount to anything and he needs to like change his things and I was just like what you basically like I'm gonna completely prove you wrong mate and that's just something that I've always kind of used as fuel when someone doubts me or thinks against me then I'm like well hang on I watch me kind of thing um but yeah, I think I just I just saw it as like it was just something I had to do, um, and I, I I enjoyed it in a way because well, so when I went travelling, I was posting loads of stuff on there and and trying to be a bit active to get myself in that kind of routine of it, and I did just enjoy it. Um, so when it and then actually came to a point where of like right. Now I'm going to really just focus instead of just posting traveling photos. It's like, right, how can I serve an audience? Um,
0: and I did just enjoy it. Yeah, It's it's a very unique thing to enjoy, because a lot of people would they, they enjoy scrolling, they don't enjoy the creating of content, you know. Um, but for yourself, where like did you come up with any sort of backlash from people? Did you have anyone say anything to you about what you were doing
1: no not like not necessarily too fair Um, like people used to take the piss and make like funny comments from like people from school but it was never it was never like nasty stuff it was just when i went home and people would just like be like here he is big social media boy kind of thing but like it was it's just like friendly banter yeah Um, but no so i was quite lucky that i've never really had Anyone, well, inside the people that I know, like obviously I've had people leaving comments and saying stuff and stuff like that on posts, but it just really doesn't bother me.
0: Yeah. Um. So where did you go traveling?
1: Um. Everywhere. Like, so we went to like Southeast Asia, um, Australia, New Zealand, and then to America. So it was like a five-month trip.
0: That's a full. Whack of the world, that is like, yeah, that's crazy. How long did you spend in Australia? Uh a month. A month, okay. I'll have to ask you some places the east coast. Okay. Did you stop in Melbourne at all? No, I don't think so. I was gonna say, I'll have to ask you some places to go because I've like I've Uh, moved here (laughs) like three months ago and was still like finding places to uh things to do and stuff like that, but uh, it's okay um so so yeah you moved on from the cottons to pure gym and there's one thing i want to ask is what was the atmosphere like working in pure gym because pure i feel like pure gym gets this rap of there's shit pts the quality of the equipment shit and it's just like you you worst tier of gym basically i think so again
1: like i was the one the pure gym i was at was like so it was called the mothership and it still is um but it's because it's like the biggest pure gym it generates the most amount of revenue it's got the biggest membership base um so i remember my first day i was like terrified like going into that gym because at cotton's i'd been competing against three other pts and i was now going into a gym whilst competing against like 26 and i'm thinking like shit like this is not going to be this is going to be different. Yeah. And I think one thing that's been like, was very good in that gym because there was like, there was 10,000 members or something like that. So it's like, there wasn't that like nastiness of competition um, where interestingly, like when we had like days where you had to like learn a body pump class or whatever, and you'd have different people from different gyms and people would say like this gym, the atmosphere is so different um because you'd have a smaller pure gym where people had to like kind of fight against one another a little bit more and we didn't really have that so all that meant is that like our team atmosphere and um was just really funny and we just like it was a really good environment to be in um initially then it kind of like but like it was just some better people left and then people started leaving and then it was literally Within a space of a few months, there was like ten of us that left. Um, like wow. coming, kind of coming out of COVID, and I think it was just very much. It was like people just wanted to do more of their own things um, and just move to the next step in their career, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like the, the so like my experience with Pure Gym is is good. Um, at the same time, though, like it's hard for. It's going to be a harder gym for creating relationships with people because even as a, as a, someone that's going into the gym, they're there to just train and like don't want to speak to anyone. Like you come through that pod system, it's like don't need to talk to anyone if you don't want to, um, and it can be a very like depressing place for that. Um, whereas like you compare that to Cottons, where someone had to check in, you give them a towel and it's like their name pops up on the screen so you can say like morning tim and like you you've met him once and he'll be like how does he know my name kind of thing
0: you've got that Um, personal effect with it
1: yeah so it it does make a big difference for that like i found creating relationships and knowing people in cottons was very easy whereas at pure gym it, it wasn't as much like you had to like really go out your way and and speak to people and and just like be around the gym floor um
0: so, yeah. Ten thousand members as well. That's insane. Yeah, like you can't even get one percent of them in your into your head. No, <laughs> like um, it, And but, that's what that's so, what I
1: mean. Like there was twenty six of us or twenty seven of us or whatever for ten thousand members. So it's like I remember always saying, like if I if I'm not going to be a success here, I won't be a success anywhere because there's enough people.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point. So where how did you find it? Like how did you learn to stand out in that kind of environment where there's 26 pts yes there's a lot of clients but like you said a lot of them go in to do their own thing they don't want to talk to you they don't want to be noticed so how did you stand out in that environment
1: i think again like as as you said that there is a probably reputation at pure gym for a lower standard of pts um so and i don't know i could just be kind of generalizing this but i think Anywhere you go, if you just show people that you care, it does make a big difference. Because there's definitely people, and I'm not going to say any names, but there's definitely people that I know didn't really care, and then would also be the people that would moan about how they've got no clients, and it's like, well, that's probably look at yourself, mate, kind of thing. Um, so it's just like, it, it, again, as I said before, like speaking to people, creating relationships, and just just genuinely looking like you enjoyed your job and obviously that was something I I could never understand when someone was in a PT session and they'd be like on their phone leaning up against kit with like folded arms like counting and I never understood that because I'm like if anyone else in the gym is looking and they want a PT they're not going to look at you in that session and go they look really good I'm going to start training with them like they're going to look at the person who's like in like really involved and, and looking like that person's having a bit of fun. Um, and I think aside from that, the big thing for me was taking what I'd learned from Cotton's and then applying it there. So again, it was like being more focused with the mobility side of things and having that like element of like fitness brought into things um, and just like really making people know that that's what I was about. So like one thing I did very early on to just get my name out there was I did like a knee mobility workshop. So it was, as I said, just everything that I'd learned from Cottons, just from helping those kind of people. I then put up a big board that said like, "Do you have knee pain?" And just like it was like over a month, over I think it was November, but it was over a month. Is like every Tuesday and Thursday night for two hours, I'd just sit there with my board. Anyone that came over, I'd just take them on the gym floor and like start doing stuff with them, like looking at them, giving them exercises, things like that. And I think then that, like doing that at the initial point, just kind of show people like, oh, actually, that's a bit different. Instead of me putting up a board that says, do you want to lose body fat? And then it's like, well, yeah, but that's what everybody's going to put up a board saying. you
0: um, so just kind of knees, knees over that. toes guy before knees over toes guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's definitely like... That is very unique, and it's something you don't see often in gyms is the how to fix something. It's, it is always, do you want to lose fat or do you want to build muscle? The very common, you know, and I think that's part and parcel with the way the PT course is in yeah. that it doesn't prepare you for anything like that, anything beyond building muscle or losing fat. It, it's so generic. There's no, you know, specificity with it in, in my opinion anyway, but, and yeah, it's just, I think a lot of people don't realize that there's more to life than build muscle, lose fat. And that's where they sort of fall off in terms of the PT, you know, PT role kind of thing. Um, but so you were doing your PT role at pure gym and then obviously COVID hits and then you're working from home. So how did that affect you? So
1: that was then the big kind of jump to doing more online stuff. So at that point, like I'd been I'd like I'd, my social media following was really growing and everything like that. And I was like, I'd put so much time and effort into my social media. Then COVID hit. I think at the time I had like two or three online clients and I'd never really shouted about it. So that was probably my own fault. But lockdown obviously hit. And it was like, okay, shit, what do I do? And lots of people were obviously doing like outdoor training, getting people going around with bands and dumbbells and stuff like that. And I was just a bit like, I don't know, like, what's that, what's that gonna, and I mean, in the initial, initial stages, you couldn't even do that. Um, so I just kind of looked at that time as like, right, well, I'm now not PTing on the gym floor. I, I'm now don't really have an income what can I do about it um so then just started shouting about my online and just like really like just making people know I'm I'm doing online coaching kind of thing we did like um live classes at the time as well so we uh, I think we did like four a week um so we like had people coming in on there on like zoom classes and things like that anyway um but then like the online coaching was obviously more of like providing people with like their workout plans, training, like checking in with them, nutrition, those obviously those things. Um, And I think one thing that lockdown was very good for is the fact that all of a sudden everyone needed help again. Like people didn't, like you could not really have much gym knowledge and you could walk into the gym and just fly around on a few machines and feel like you've done a workout. But when you're now at home, all of a sudden you're like, well, I I only know how to do a push up or like a squat. So it's like, what the hell do I do? So I think people were like almost panicked a little bit, but that very much helped for like, oh, I need help. Can I kind of come to you? Um, So just continue to, to grow that through the lockdowns. And as I said, when then there was that situation where you could like train people outside again, I never really moved into that I just I just stuck with what I was doing and and carried on growing that then when the gyms reopened I think in like the June um I went back to the gym like I there was a few people that already had like left pure gym and were going doing their own thing and I was like I'm not gonna react too quickly here like what would happen if all those online people just suddenly said like I'm going back to the gym I'm not I like obviously I explained to them like everything you're receiving at the moment you receive but we'll have a gym workout kind of thing and that was a, never an issue but I didn't want to just react like hastily so I continued to go back to PT and um, and I'd missed it and I enjoyed it and went back through that then that but over that like three four month period I didn't then really see any more growth for my online side then the November like month lockdown hit so then it was like same thing again focused loads on the online over that month was able to like grow it more so i was like right this is this is only really going one way so then when they like gyms reopened back in that december it was like i think i did like eight days or something like that and it was to just like people that had sessions owed that was just like a case of obviously fin- finishing everyone's sessions and just kind of having those final sessions with clients. Um, and that was December 2020. Um, and then since then, it's just been like really, really focused towards just the online.
0: Do you miss the in-person training? Yes.
1: Really?
0: So So
1: there's, there's pros and cons to each. And I would say that there's pros the pro of one is then the con of the other and the con of one is then the pro of the other um like I miss people I miss like having that like fun time with people on the gym floor I miss like seeing that person's like successes in in person like seeing them hit a new deadlift PB or like just things like that is like I I used to love that but then I, I don't like if I can say this I don't miss people's bullshit so I don't miss like people being late I don't miss people like cancelling a minute before I don't miss people like pissing me around. And so that's like the side of it that I don't miss. Um, But then from an online side, it's amazing because it's like you can have so much more impact with people. What I've personally found as well, that I've actually got better results from people online because I think people buy into the process a little bit more. So whereby PT, you might have someone who signs up to three sessions a week or whatever I think a lot of people, even though I still provided everything and still checked in with them, gave them obviously all the food side of things as well. I think people still thought those three sessions on the gym floor was going to be the reason that they they change everything, which in reality, we know it's not. Whereas online, people just seem to understand that a lot more. And because they're doing it themselves, I think, well, they're not doing it, but like they don't have me on the gym floor with them. I think they just understand that Okay, there is a process, there is this whole thing that I need to focus on. And I do need to look at my lifestyle factors. I do need to make sure I'm eating right. I do need to make sure I'm sleeping enough. Like all those kind of things. Um so that's like a big positive of that as well.
0: It's a good education for general population, I think, when you've got to work online because you've got to learn to one, motivate yourself and two, learn how to conduct yourself in a way in which you reach your goals. Because I think the way life is now. You don't have to reach goals. You don't really have to do anything. If you want to, you can be stagnant for the rest of your life and you can just get through. Um, And I think working online with PTs is a very, very good way of learning. You know, I have to reach 10,000 steps in a day and that's going to get me towards my goal. If I, you know, I want this 100 kilo squat, then I've got to, you know, hit percentages and, you know, work off RPE and all that kind of thing. And it's very, very good for people because they're learning so much from it so every move academy what is the coaching philosophy behind it
1: as as i touched on right but like right at the start it's like our big mantra is eating well training hard like be athletic and it's everything about training to look good training to feel good and like training to like perform good and being able to like not having that one-dimensional approach and focusing on like covering all areas of of the gym and yeah like majority of the people that we work with like want to lose body fat or want to build muscle but then there's also everything about that everything outside of that as well of like getting stronger getting fitter running their first marathon competing in their first like crossfit competition or just like um doing like a everyday kind of functional fitness comp or um like running a Tough Mudder or just like loads of different things there that we put a big emphasis towards at the same time. Um, Based on obviously just like where I've gone and the transition I've gone through in my like own fitness journey and Sarah, because like we've pretty much been together during that, she's gone through a similar transition as well. Like where she started in the gym, like training to look good and like doing bloody booty workouts and stuff like that so like she's gone through that transition as well so it's very much like and she's obviously like massive on crossfit now as well so it's like how we both talk about things and and put things forward so that people don't make those mistakes and people lose body fat but for the right reasons or like focus on building muscle for the right reasons um and and feel like amazing in the process
0: So you obviously co-founded this with your partner, Sarah. What's it like co-owning a business with someone that you live with and spend 99% of your time with?
1: I mean, there's, there's, there's always pros and cons, right? There's always going to be things that are good. There's things that aren't good. Like probably if I was with someone who you're not going out with them or like, even if it was just like a kind of an acquaintance, um there would be maybe things that you not do differently but just like things that would be said maybe that are a bit softer You see what i mean but because like it's it's your missus you you kind of no hold bars but then at the same time um we just find it's like important to make sure that we take ourselves out of the situation sometimes if you see what i mean like both of us are like work a lot so when we're both working on always the same thing as well it would be easy for that to be like over consumed and then actually then have like a bit of a negative effect on our relationship so it's like finding that balance where it doesn't affect either one um and in reality like helps either one um but like i've only got like overall like good things about it like it's it's so cool being able to Build a business and and coach people and do everything that we do together. Um, I think very lucky for for me, I suppose, is that we've always had a pretty good relationship in terms of like when we went traveling and things like that. We we didn't get fed up with each other. Um, like obviously, spent twenty four seven with each other. Like there could have easily been. Um, almost a bit of a testing period, I suppose. But like day to day, we spend a lot of time with one another. But I think based on from, from going traveling and things, it, it shows that we can be together a lot and actually we don't want to cave each other's
0: head in, which is obviously important. Very important. Um, so with the Academy, what is the long term goal? Just like where we are at the moment like obviously have a
1: much larger impact on people and um like on on an audience. And I think something we've got like, especially going forward into the next year, we really want to get into more like as I said, people have done competitions and things like that. But what we now want to look at doing and we're doing it in February at Turf Games is we want like people like at every Move Academy team. And start like really getting into more of that side and having the like losing body fat and building muscle, having that as like just becoming less and less of a focus and just having people like really, really working towards like a bit like comp comp kind of um, things and working with therefore um, people who are in that position and maybe like already pretty fit and strong, but they just want to take it to the next level kind of thing. Um but yeah having a having a big impact on the like local u k fitness competitions will be the big thing over the next year
0: so you obviously, it's just you and Sarah at the minute who are part of every move academy, and I was speaking to someone the other day for the podcast, and I was asking him at what point did he realize he needed a second person because obviously that's a big a big step is hiring someone. Do you think you're ever going to get to a stage where you're going to need to hire someone? And do you think you're prepared for that?
1: I think like we, ultimately we will. What we've actually said, we would, instead of in say like, again, like looking at the next year, what we said we'd almost rather do instead of bringing on another coach, we'd almost rather bring on someone who like, we have someone who does our marketing. We have someone who does like our copywriting. We have someone who does like, our, um, like social media, like just have then people who are like experts in that field and like, then just give us more time to just focus on coaching. So instead of like all the other stuff that we still have to do at the moment, just have people that do that. And then we can just really hammer home on just the coaching. Then when that obviously continues to grow, then that's when we'd be like, right now we need to, to bring, um, other coaches on board.
0: Okay. So then, from there, I want to move on to urban fitness retreats, which you've just come back from, Evan, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So, where did that come from? It's a very unique thing to start up.
1: So, it was so basically that the, the um, guy do with Andrew. He's was at. He's now got his own gym in Ancoats. He um, was at Pure Gym when I was there. And, like, obviously, we really got on, and he's, like, really, really good, just, like, switched-on guy, just, like, definitely one of the really good PTs. like, knows what he's doing, cares so much about, like, all of his clients and things like that. So, yeah, we, like, we really got on at Pure Gym, and obviously still do. But, like, um, one of his clients is someone who works for the hotel chain that we do it for, and it was kind of in passing conversation, they spoke about it and Andrew said well if I'm going to do this I'll I'll speak to to Alex so literally it was a case of he just pulled me one day and was like do you want to go for go for a coffee because I've got a bit of an idea so I was like yes fine so went for a coffee with him I was like let's do it Um, I always thought that would be something pretty cool to be able to do Um, so it was literally I think we spoke about it in like June or July and then the first one we did was in like that October um which would have been uh like October it was before I can't remember if it might have been October 2018 or 2019 I can't remember one of them um and we've now like so the one we've just done was our fifth retreat um but yeah it's like it's a really really cool week. Um, let alone for what everyone says about it, but also just for us, like, you're just like, how is, how is this my job right now? Like you're just coaching people on a beach or like taking them up on a hike or whatever. Like it's, it's really cool.
0: So give us a a general overview of what would go on in a week in this retreat. So
1: I can literally break it down a day by day. So like on a Monday, everyone arrives in, um, it's kind of just our like arrival, everyone getting to know each other kind of thing. Tuesday, we go into our first workout. So Tuesday mornings in the gym. Then we have like a lot of chill time through the day. And then Tuesday afternoon is a workout. So your like gym session is always just a bit more strength. And then the the workout in the afternoon is like different things of like individual pairs, big groups, um, more of just like pure fitness, um, like a lot of cardio then on the tuesday evening we have a bit of a quiz which is just like a stupid quiz like the questions is literally like us just thinking of stuff and googling the answer kind of thing um and then wednesday go into another gym session and then you have um we went on a boat trip and then we uh, did the decathlon so that's what we just call it it's got actually nothing to do with decathlon but it's just basically a big workout um and then the thursday morning people then go on to like we call it the beach battle. So it's like, we put everyone into a big groups and just do like fun games, but still like are are pretty tough on the fitness side. So like one of them, for example, was you had to run to the beach, fill up a cup and like um, run to the sea, fill up a cup and put it into a big bucket. And it was like, who can do the most and fill it up, like tug of war, things like that. Um, And then the Thursday afternoon is a hike Thursday evening then is our, our prize giving so it's just like talking through all the winners basically it's just a bit of, of like fun and jokes kind of thing like the prizes people get are quite funny sometimes depending on what it is and then Friday is Friday morning is yoga um, where we get an instructor in and she like takes everyone through a yoga session and then Friday's kind of like the going home day so some people will leave a little bit earlier in the morning And then some people will be leaving, leaving like later on the Friday. Um,
0: But yeah. Cause I was, I've obviously done a little bit of research into it and to be honest, for what, for all the stuff that you provide, it's very affordable. Like when I looked at it, I was thinking like double, triple, what you were actually charging for it. And that's what I like about it is it's probably one of the cheapest ones on offer on the internet that I've seen which is really good. Um, But do you plan to expand? Do you plan to go to any other places, that kind of thing?
1: So, well, before that, like touching on the price, that was just something big for us that we, we always like, I think we've been in a lucky position, I suppose, that it was never, like we haven't taken a single penny out of it because we haven't had to, because it's been, it's never been the primary income. Like we haven't needed like to take money out of it. And then we also didn't want like, because we, you would look at price of like 1500 quid for a retreat and you're just like, that's crazy. And um, we were like, we wanna give people obviously a lot because as I said before, like Andrew like has a high standard of things as anyway. And then that's why we work obviously well together. So like, yes, we were gonna offer a very, very good service and good quality. But we also wanted to make it at a price that was affordable um and instead of feeling like we're ripping people off um so that was that's like the big focus with that um where things have said in terms of like growing it and expanding the big thing for us like would be at the moment we've always done it in the same hotel um so the next thing for us would still be in, to remain in the hotel chain but just like moving to a different location so at the moment we've always done roads um like there's cause that we're potentially looking at um but the big thing for us at the moment is that where we do it satisfies all the needs that we have Um, and we still have a really big demand for that location so it's almost like do we need to change it at this very kind point in time? Um, and then if we, like, we will have, like we will in the future, like move to a different hotel. I think then the, the stage above that is then going outside of the hotel chain and like just completely doing it um, externally or, and, and I dunno, like renting a chalet in France or something like that. And having everyone in a big group together or, or maybe we do it the same way we're doing at the moment where it's like in a all-inclusive hotel, um and like from our point of view it makes things very easy we don't need to focus on like any of the food or drink or anything like that like we just can focus on the schedule on the fitness and don't really need to worry about too much else um so it is good for that
0: yeah the i like the overall idea of it and you talk about obviously you're doing it with your mate and you've gone on about you know working in a gym with 20 odd pts and he's from that uh from that environment how important is networking for you uh, being a pt yeah massive and i think even just like the
1: different clients that you work with like you're always going to have someone that could help you with something um just because you're obviously working with a variety of people um but then looking at it from like a pt point i think it's always one of them where the more people like you're always going to have people that are better than you more experienced than you more knowledgeable than you and that can give you give you something just as much as you giving themselves back um it's like that quote of if you're this what is it if you're the smartest in the room you're in the wrong room and i felt like especially when i joined that pure gym i was then like where i'd come from of being then the big fish in the big pond Uh, the big fish in the little pond I was now the little fish in the big pond and it was like I had to kind of work and move through that speak to people create create connections um and I think then where obviously I am now is trying to still continue that but through then the online space which is always going to be more difficult because when you actually see person face to face or like even just like this like having a call with someone like you you do get to speak to that person more and know them more when you're just messaging them through a DM or something like that. It's never really going to be quite the same.
0: Yeah. Do you have a mentor? And if so, what is the importance of a mentor to you? So I have
1: had over the, like, over periods, um, like when lockdowns hit, I was with, have you heard of Six Sidu, like the OFB? No. So like, we we, like, started working with him um very much like that was when like lockdowns fully hit and then was just like really focusing on building the online business um we've recently well not recently like about 6 months ago we stopped working with um do you know Jens from the PFCA yes yeah so we like we worked with him like on a one to one basis um so like we've we've had mentors and things like that over the past and i think like there's a reason that we we have invested in them and we'll continue to invest in them in the future because, again, it's like what I said from learning off other people, like you, you, you're you speaking to people that have been there, done it and worn the T-shirt. So I always see investing in coaching and investing in mentoring and having that person there as almost like a bit of a cheat code because you're, you have that person's knowledge that you can just go and get when you try and do it yourself it's always going to be slower um, and you're not going to be able to do things in as efficiently way as possible you haven't got someone who holds you more accountable so and it's the same way I look at it with like people that work with me Um, if they were to do it themselves and they don't know what they're doing there then they're always going to find it harder and take them longer than if they were to have a coach and invest in one
0: It's yeah. A lot of people have spoken to, they go on about how important mentors are for their success, because I, like I've had a few and they really put you in your place when you think you've got a good idea and they're very quick to go, hang on. That's no, definitely not. You've, you know, it makes you rethink things very quickly and it's not in a spiteful way. It's in a way to make you learn, which I think if you're not learning, you're not improving. Yeah. and Um, like
1: with that as well like you if you that coach needs to kind of tell you things that you might not want to hear but you need to hear kind of thing and if you don't have that person there then you're never going to have that conflicting opinion as you like
0: exactly like when I started out as a PT back in England I had a guy who was my mentor and you know he gave me gave me a client he went it was a he was a runner and he went go and write a program for him and before i did the session with the guy he went let me see the program and there was some exercise and he went all right what's the point in there and i for life like i just my instincts would just all oh, put them in the good for it and yeah. it instantly on the spot i was like i have no idea literally got no <laughs> idea why i put them there and then he just took me in the other room and was like right this is why you should do this this is what this is good for he said he's got this problem maybe you should give this a go like instantly was learning And I like for me, I absolutely love learning. And when you've got an environment like that, you can't not improve with it, you know? So, and I
1: think like even that's like we've had, we had uh, like CrossFit PT for like the last year. The only reason we stopped is because the guy we had, Nico, he like was just moved like next step in his career, started to like moved out, owned his own gym, things like that. Like it's not that close, but it's still kind of Manchester based. But like, so even. Not from a business point of view, even just like how can I get better at CrossFit? Okay, well, I'll just get a PT, I'll just get someone who knows what he's doing and can teach me how to do all these movements that I can't currently do.
0: Yeah, so what's your next steps for you? What's your your short term goals, and then what are your long term goals?
1: The short term, um, as I said, like we've got like turf games coming up in February and things like that, so we're just gonna, we're really trying to focus on building the community aspect of the business obviously from an online point of view it's as I said before like it's it does make things more difficult to them when you're seeing people on a day by day on the gym floor so we just really want to make sure we're getting everyone together and doing like fun community kind of days like we're doing a training day in a couple weeks at Andrew the guy I do the retreats with his gym um, just like things that are like we did a Tough Mudder recently, like we're just we're going to do a hike again in January. So just the short term is really focusing on getting people who are in the Every Move Academy to meet each other and bring them together. And even us to 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 see people as well, because, um, again, I'm like I'll only see them on a computer screen. So it would just be good to actually fully meet them.
0: Um, and then what's your long term goal?
1: And then, long-term goal is—I um, mean, we want to be massive in the in the, the fitness space and like tapping into a lot more of that like functional fitness um, realm and just like really be a, a name and a and a face in that functional fitness space and just people to know like that the Evermove Academy is some fit and strong motherfuckers kind of thing, like and just people who are. Um, People who really train to like look the way that they do, but like can absolutely match that with their match their performance with their physique, um, and just really really take take things over on that side.
0: So you've obviously built your own Instagram and social media. How what's your plan for building the Every Move Academy Instagram? Because I feel like your personal one is not as the main focus anymore. It's more building the Every Move Academy and getting that out there.
1: Yeah, and I think it's the same with like the our fitness retreat account, it's like building those as well. And I think it's always going to be more difficult to grow like a pure business account to growing then like yes, again okay, I use my account for like business but it's still kind of a personal account. So I think it's always more difficult on that, but then at the same time I think if someone follows the retreat or follows like the Evermove Academy, chances are they're probably going to want to work with us at some point in time, or it might be in their head because like I know for me, like why else would you follow them unless you like, you are thinking, oh, I might work with them in the future. Whereas you might follow a person just because like, I don't know, you you take inspiration from them or whatever, but you're actually never really going to buy from them. Um, So it's just really trying to make sure that people follow us for the right reasons um and we just like really make sure we're we're building as i said before with like the community inside the every move the community outside of it as well um just making sure that like people that even just follow me personally like um that they know i'm the guy that they can come to if they need help or that if they have a question they can ask me and that like there's no not no restriction as such but there's just no like um no feeling that they can't ask anything if you see what i mean
0: yeah i think that's a that's a big thing especially within the fitness industry is, industry is people think there's this big boundary where they can't ask people questions they can't you know raise, sort of raise the hand and be like i've got this problem can you help me and I think it is really good what you're doing. Um, I really like the the idea of the Every Move Academy and that kind of thing. Uh, I want to end on a couple more questions. Uh, with mm-hmm. one of them, what's your P- one PT horror story?
1: Um, either either that that first class I did. Um, Where was it? She just I was thrown in at the deep end and I basically didn't swim. I just drowned and it was awful. I remember like the people that did the class then were saying to like other people in the gym, that was awful, that was so bad. It was like shocking. Um, and then I suppose on a, on a business side of things, something that was difficult was that where when I then joined Pure Gym, it took me five weeks to get my first client and it was getting kind of like, shit I need to I'm I, I running out of money here kind of thing and it goes back to what I said before of at Cotton's it was easy to build relationships with people because it was like much smaller much more one-to-one like you spoke to people every day whereas then when I joined Pure Gym like lead generation was something I'd never heard of like it was not something I needed to do so like I struggled initially to I've never really been that like outspoken and like really like gobbing off kind of person or like that gift of the gab and just going up. So like, I, sh- I, I did find it difficult initially trying to go up to people and speak to people, but obviously the more that you do it, the the better you become at it and the, the more comfortable you feel doing it. Um, but yeah, that initial period was, was difficult. What,
0: what would you, what advice would you give to an introvert who wants to make it in the PT or online coaching industry? I think
1: the the biggest thing is
0: you, you you do have to just throw yourself out there
1: and throw yourself in at the deep end because yes okay you could be someone who that isn't like your that isn't the way that you go about things and things like that and there's going to be people who shout about it and scream and they're like whatever that's that's their thing let them do that like you still be you don't try and be someone different but you also do just have to kind of go and speak to people and have to be a little bit more out there and it's it's so much easier said than done but it's always one of them where you might be a bit of an introvert just because you've never had to not be so when you put yourself in that environment and then have to be a little bit more extrovert the more that you do that the more you're going to become one of those people and the more confident you'll become doing it and it's always one of them where the more that you do things, the, the less scary it becomes and the more comfortable you become at it. Um, like touching on it before, like doing a class, the first ever class I did was to five people. When I used to teach a class on a Wednesday night at Pure Gym, it was to a class of 50 people. And like,
0: th-
1: when I had that first class with 50 people, I was absolutely shit in my pants. But then by the time I then was like on my last shift and finishing my classes, I was like, whatever, doesn't matter so it's just you You just have to put yourself out there like if that's if you're say wanting to be a PT and you want to go down that route you just have to you have to put yourself in the deep end
0: and one final one how would you like to be remembered uh, and tough
1: yeah for like just just having that positive impact on people and it goes back to that very reason why I started to not do accountancy and then move into the fitness industry it was for a genuine genuine passion to help people and just like change people's lives and like you just like even just the day-to-day like when you check in with someone and, and something that they say it just will make you feel so good and it's almost like like selfishness thing about it but like there's no better feeling for me than knowing that you're having like a better impact on someone's life and they're seeing their like difference in their lives of, of feeling better and, and like feeling healthier, feeling fitter. So I think when like all is said and done, I think just, I want people to be able to look back at that and go like, yeah, he was very good at that. And I helped thousands and thousands of people kind of thing.
0: Love it. Um, would you like to tell us where people can find you, where they can find your businesses, that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, so just, well, everywhere on, well, on YouTube and Facebook, it's Coach Alex dick And then on Instagram and things like that, it's it's Alex dick as well. Um, but then- YouTube is something that I need to keep doing more and more of. I was very good at it in past times. It's uh, just one of those difficult things. But the, the main thing you'll hear me
0: and see me every day on his his Instagram. Wonderful. Thank you very much for coming on, mate. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to episode four of the Quantum Podcast. I thought it was a really great insight for those who are looking to start out in the fitness industry, and also anyone who's looking to take the leap from personal training to online coaching. There's many great lessons in this one, so I hope you take a few. Alex again thank you for your time you can find all his links below and please remember to like subscribe and rate the podcast where you can and I will see you again next Monday at the same time with episode 5 of the podcast